Pints and Pies Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Pints and Pies Podcast. Pints and Pies. <laughs> Look in my eyes! What do you see? Well, the cult of personality! Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Give the people what they want, Hal. Give the people what they want. Punk, if you want a uh, like a real good living color song, why don't you do Glamour Boys? Come out to that. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Lubble Underhook DDT, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation. On this stand, I see clearly everything has come to light. Daniel Radford. Very nice. Very nice. We get two songs out of you today. I love it. <laughs> and P. Kelk TV, or as Pat McAfee would say... The Kelk. We all caught that. We all caught it. <laughs> Lindsay Kelk, hello. Hi. I love Pat McAfee. I'm just going to say it. I never thought I'd say it, but I'm just going to say it. Top of the show. Coming in with the hot takes. Like, fucking love that guy. <laughs> really? That man loves his job, and I love that for him. I think he's very good at what he does. I'm not sure what I think about him as a person. Oh, no, I'm not getting a beer with him. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. I want to watch him on my wrestlings. Like, I'm, I'm fine with watching him on my wrestlings. Every time he gets on that desk to dance to Shinsuke's song, yeah. I'm like, you, sir, have earned your money today. Congratulations. <laughs> Do either of you have any concern that it's just a matter of time before he becomes the next Corey, what's his name? I'm on a douche countdown with everyone now. I never, yeah. I never <laughs> assume that someone's not going to douche out at some point. So I just try to yeah. enjoy yeah. it while it lasts before they do something or I hear about something or we have to hear about, you know, four hour erections or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I feel like the difference between Pat, oh, <laughs> uh, the thought of that, the difference between Pat and Corey for me is that um, Pat doesn't give a fuck and Corey's the chip on Corey's shoulder is dragging him down so far. He's practically three feet into the ground at any given moment. Pat's doing pretty okay for himself. So I don't think he really gives a fuck and Corey having met and spoken with that gentleman, gives so many. He wants you to believe that he doesn't, but he gives so many, which is why Pat is a more carefree watch for myself. Uh, by the way, this show brought to you by Four Hour Erection. It's uh, <laughs> about half the size of, uh, of an eight-hour energy, and uh, you take it rectally. So enjoy a four-hour erection. <laughs> I got one once and uh, had trouble getting out of the shower because it's a very narrow entrance. Anyway, <laughs> back to WWE Dynamite. This is a massive week of wrestling. And we're going to jump around a bunch to talk about all the things that got our attention because there are so many. But we should get started with the thing that kicked our weekends off. As we were recording last week, we were speculating about the return of CM Punk. And there he was on Rampage, remember the name, coming out to a crowd in Chicago full of tears and cheers and neck beards. And I'll see all of you September 5th at All Out, live on pay-per-view. I'm back. And a lot of people in the nation, like Henry on Facebook, called it magical. And Matt Kay said it was the loudest pop he's ever heard live. So he was there. They, like, wasted no time. Because I was wondering, I was like, are we going to have to deal with CM Punk chants during, like, this entire thing? They wasted no seconds getting him out. Tony, ooh, that man wants to be liked. Ooh, he wants you to like him and his (laughs) stuff so bad. Ooh. You think Tony wasn't popular as a kid? Do you think Tony, like, didn't have a lot of friends? I wonder. I do wonder. Was Tony Bart in that episode of The Simpsons where he goes to live with Mr. Burns? Is that what's happened to Tony? (laughs) Desperately trying to give you his Bob Mackie original. I think Tony is the MCU version of Flash Thompson, where he's like a rich kid. And then you see when he arrives at the airport at the end of Far From Home, that it's his... It's basically the the house manager who's there to pick him up because his parents don't have time for him. That's what I think he might be. Well, I'm glad that he's been able to get himself so many dollies that make people like him so much. 
And they do. They, it made people so happy, right? This is where I'm going to put on my positive pants. It made so many people so fucking happy. And that's great. That's good. I'm pleased, she says, trying to make it sound believable. I'm pleased for them. Yeah, no, I'm definitely like anytime somebody gets like pure unadulterated wrestling joy, it makes me super happy. Watching people be so psyched does something for me. Like it, it thaws my cold little heart. And so like watching <laughs> Crying Guy and watching all those people like lose their fucking dicks over CM Punk coming out, it did something for me. It gave me a little, it got me a little teary just cause it's like, oh, everybody, you came for this. This is what you came for. And you got the thing that you wanted and look at how how happy and choked up it's making you. I think that that's great. I'm never here to yuck anybody's yum. All opinions are the sole opinions of the author and no one else represent <laughs> no one else and are meant to represent no one else. And it's look, it's great to see him back because this is what he does best. And there's nothing wrong with him trying out whatever makes him happy. However, we all have Maybe a select number of things. The majority of people have a select number of things at which they really, really excel. And if you're lucky, if you're lucky, the thing that you're really good at is something that you love and is something that you can make a living off of. And and Phil Brooks is one of those people where those things intersect. And it did not make him happy for a long time. And he walked away and fortunately had made enough money that that was fine and he got to try out all these other things. But I think what we've learned is that a, a, of of all of the things he has tried, there's nothing he is better at than being in front of a wrestling crowd. I watched his the entirety of his promo to kick off Rampage. I watched the entirety of his promo in Dynamite, and that is the only part of Dynamite that I watched. <laughs> that is the only part, because we'll talk about that in a little bit, but he is a guy who instantly gives AEW brand identity, or could... Is that a good thing or a bad thing, though? Because that would imply that they really had no brand identity before. And I think that's something we learned this past Wednesday. Yeah, I just I'm again, like I'm trying to I really want to love it. I'm looking forward to his match to see what he's got in the tank. Mm -hmm. He's so good at this. And from an objective perspective, I can look at it and be like, oh, my God, he's so fucking good. All this mm -hmm. like writing on his sneakers. Mm -hmm. He's playing the game. He's so good. It makes me so sad that we lost so many years of it that I'm like, you know, he, I know why he went away. I know he was unhappy, but I'm like, you could have gone to New Japan. You could have gone back to Ring of Honor. It's hard for me to see you stood there going like, there was nowhere for me to go. I had to wait till AEW existed. I'm like, yeah, you didn't. But I will contain my feelings. Um, like, that's fine. Humble pump is pump pump. Humble punk is weird to me. Yeah. So it's very strange and it doesn't hit quite as genuinely with me as it could. But... He's so fucking good at this. And it alarms me a little bit, like you say with Hal, it makes, he is the crown jewel in Tony's crown of bitterness, right? Like he just puts the cherry on top of the cake of defining what AEW is. And I think that's going to be where he goes down in history here, where he comes in and it's like, oh, this was the moment they fully embraced what they are as the other place you know it's like we hate that place now we got their best toy and it's like oh you got the most bitter toy you got the angriest dolly you made the angry dolly happy everyone's a winner so i'm just i'm gonna ride it out yeah. man it's so strange it's so strange <laughs> And you know how there was something else we discovered that he was good at in his, in his absence, and that's getting punched in the face real bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he yep. was very good at Aww. getting real socked in the face. He leaned into it, and that's what's important. Embrace it. You know what? Before we dig deeper into AEW, how can we talk about one of the two premier – oh, I see your head shaking – one of the two premier wrestling promotions in North America without Lindsay's segment mm. – that I mean, it's I get scared every time I bring it up because I'm in a room full of highly flammable objects, and this is the <laughs> hottest segment in pro wrestling podcast. It is, Truly. it is uh, sparks and tinder everywhere. 
Oh, Tinder and Sparks could be uh, uh, a new. <laughs> my next children's that's book. That's the series. next children's Fantastic. book. That is all about, about two female wrestlers that have never worked at AEW. Yes. Yeah. Let's. Uh, what happened in the AEW women's division this week? Now that there are two shows, I can only assume there were. Well, there were, were two shows, Hal. Mm-hmm. And since there were two shows, we may have to modify the line here because there were two shows, so there were two matches. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what's important to note: one match per show. Mm. Um. I had a lot of thoughts. <laughs> Would you believe I had a lot of thoughts about the AEW women's division this week? Really? Um, because I noticed something hmm. uh, largely on Dynamite. So um, Rampage, I keep wanting to call it Ultron, but that's because we were just talking about Marvel stuff. AEW <laughs> <laughs> Ultron um, coming to your screens in 2023. Um, Rampage had the Jade... Kira Hogan, and then on Dynamite, it was Red Velvet, Jamie Hayter. So the Jade match lasted four seconds. <laughs> like, literally was the shortest match in the world, which did a massive fucking disservice to Kira because I think she's fantastic and she's a really good talent. I would have rather seen that be a more competitive match for Jade's sake too. I know they're building Jade as a monster, but Jade looks like a fucking monster. You don't need... I, I need to see her, like pull out some skills at this point honestly because i'm like she already looks like she could murder me i need to see it done in a more technical not necessarily technical but i need to see more out of her now than just be like lay down and die please karen like oh okay so i I didn't love that although i love jade completely she's fucking great and then on dynamite we had uh jamie hater who is brit's new enforcer Mm -hmm. come in and just beat up on red velvet which Made me really sad because it's like, wait, you just had a championship match and now you're just getting destroyed by a new lady, which kind of undoes the fact that you had a championship match for me. I'm like, wait, doesn't that now mean that Jamie Hayter should be able to challenge for the championship? Wait, no, because she's her friend. It's all very messy and poor storytelling. It sucks for Red. I think it really sucks for her because she's fucking great and she just keeps getting thrown in when they don't know what else to do with her. But I'm excited to see Jamie Hayter. What I wasn't excited to see was JR once again referring to someone being in great shape because they've leaned down. Has everyone noticed this? JR loves to be like, oh, she's in great shape. She's leaned oh, leaned up. So she's leaned up. She's leaned up. They said about this about Chris Statlander when she came back. They keep saying how people are lean. Oh, and I'm like, that's not what makes a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it made me look at the body diversity of wrestlers in, women wrestlers in AEW. And I'm like, oh, another thing where we are not, fully represented as a species then the other thing that happened this week was they had a bunch of women on tv but none of them were really allowed to talk so they had ty conti talking about the battle royal that's coming up all out which will be hilarious because they got to find 21 women i assume they'll just go to the nwa pay-per-view this weekend and offer everyone 50 bucks to show up like i (laughs) I figured that's what tony's gonna do but they brought ty in and then ty was not allowed to speak because ali interrupted slash the bunny and she asked Ty to come join her group and that they could work together so Ali got to speak but the bunny didn't and then later on we had Julia Hart with the Varsity Blondes and again just stood there in silence so I'm like can we stop doing this AEW can we stop having women be silent objects that are just there to decorate for a moment plus I I won't get into it because I've been going on for too long already but having Julia Hart dress as a cheerleader when the other two are varsity athletes I get it because you're like they're athletes so she's a cheerleader but also fuck that I'm like no we can you can argue it if you want to and say maybe she wanted to do it she maybe she was a cheerleader I believe she was a gymnast right maybe she was a cheerleader also I think but they're not dressing her up as a cheerleader because they think that's a cool thing they're dressing up as a cheerleader because she looks very young and someone liked it and it made me feel icky. Why couldn't she be an athlete too? Why couldn't she be a varsity athlete along with the varsity blondes? Um, but she's not. She's their cheerleader. And that's is all you need to know about the women's division at AEW this week. And ever, actually. And ever. Uh, title nine, but nine spelled the German way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should be the, that's the new name of this segment. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe title nine. <laughs> <laughs> or so, uh, rather, title nine. nine. If there's one thing we can say just before we leave AEW about the Chris Jericho MJF rivalry, it's that it definitely needed another match because there's no way 
that this feud has already had at least two blow off matches that could have allowed them to part ways. And really, MJ, like, it's really about what MJF's going to do next. Jericho can do whatever he wants, he'll make anything work. But MJF's still on the rise. This is a marquee rivalry that feels like it's ended multiple times. I like, mm-hmm. I, this is Return of the King on crack. <laughs> Can't wait to get to the slow motion yeah. hobbit hugging. Yeah. When, when does this end? When does it end? Yeah. I'm curious. Do you think this was always the plan? Or do you think because last week's match was not quite as enthusiastic? And it wasn't quite the hit that they wanted to be. They added one more. Or was this always the plan to go with the career match? Which I never enjoy a career match because I always feel like it. You know, it's like with adding the Roman Reigns, like, I'll never wrestle in WWE again if I lose. And you're like, oh, well, that means you're not going to fucking lose then, are you dickhead? Um, It ruins it for me. But I guess maybe maybe Chris is just going to go do commentary. It seems unlikely to me. (laughs) It seems deeply unlikely. I I Um, want that to be what it is. I really wonder. I like, I I went and saw, because I've been watching it because I don't have, I don't have cable. So sometimes I can kind of watch it from home. Um, but I've been watching it over at a friend's house. And when they announced that it was a career match, we were both like, is it? <laughs> but is it though? <laughs> don't, don't tease me, AEW. Like, I like him. He's just, he's lost a step. And so I'm ready for him to move on to something else. Yeah, I've been okay with it continuing because it is one of the very, very rare instances of long-term storytelling and story building in AEW that has worked for me. And I put the credit to that entirely on the shoulders of Chris Jericho and MJF. I think they probably really love working together and have really done amazing work uh, to pull this story together themselves. But also it does have to end at some point. It really does. And it can't, it does need to be something because it can't just be like every other story in AW where a storyline just fizzles out and then the next week those two guys are just plopped in two other insignificant, meaningless storylines with two other guys, which seems to be what happens with the rest of the roster that is on TV every week. Uh, Impact Championship? That's what I was thinking. Right? There's so many belts available to him on that show. It's it's hard to say which one he'll choose. He's going to get the ECW TV title, I've heard. That's his next, <laughs> his next one. They're going to bring back the AWA World Championship, so that'll be fun. See if he can win that. Good and it has, it has uh, Vern Gagne's face on it. That's the main faceplate now. It's just, it's actually a <laughs> ceramic bust <laughs> popping right out. You Vern just Gagne. carry it around. It's similar to the, the sculpture that, uh, that Catherine O'Hara's character does at the end of Beetlejuice. Where it's really <laughs> long neck. It's not <laughs> like just his like, ring. Didn't AW have a ring at one point? Didn't Cody win a ring or something? Yeah, had Cody ring. had a ring at one point. Next is going to be an NFT. Like, that's going to be the next title. It's going to be <laughs> the NFT title. And you just have to carry it on your phone. Show Ugh. people whatever they ask to see it. But only if you like them. Mm-hmm. It's all images from other wrestling promotions. None of them are AW. <laughs> Anyway, if you've got any thoughts on this big week in wrestling, find us via the links in our show notes and talk to us about them. When we come back, we're going to talk about the longest weekend in wrestling. Well, one of the four longest, SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver. That's up next on Tights and Fights. This episode is brought to you by Soylent, the original food tech company. They make delicious, nutritious nutrition products in convenient formats. There are a ton of reasons why any of us might skip a meal. We don't feel like cooking. We don't like cooking. We're just on the go. And that can lead to some choices that don't make us feel great later, usually involving both ordering and picking up our food from the convenience of our car. But thankfully, you don't have to do that all the time. Because Soylent exists. I'm a busy on the go independent woman of the 90s. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but it's true. Like, I'm, look, I am a busy, busy lady. And so it is really helpful for me to have something that I can, you know, they have got the bars. I can shove one of those into my purse, like, and have that while I'm like going from thing to thing. Now that things are open, I occasionally have to be places, which I'm not super psyched about. But rather than like, I'm not at home all the time now where I can make my own food and do my own things. And so it's really helpful for me that I can have something that I can just pull out and just use. And I know that I'm going to be covered until the next time I get to actually like eat a meal. And so it's nice and it keeps me from the crankies. I don't get hungry, 
But then like, I won't be hungry for hours. And then suddenly I'm so hungry that I want to punch through a wall. Mm-hmm. And so breaking that up with the Soylent, mwah, good, good work. Absolutely. The best part is if you need one to replace, if you need a complete meal to replace a meal you've had, or if you need a bridge between meals or a snack, like the squares, complete energy or something like complete protein, you can have them all. You don't have to cook a single thing. And even better, the cleanup is recycling the bottle or wrapper. That is all you have to do. There's no scrubbing, no mussing, no dealing with dishwashers, none of that. It is complete compacted itself, even in how you dispose of it when you are done. And it's a great way to take care of yourself in those moments and not make choices that are not going to make you feel great later, frankly. Yeah, like not doing your dishes, which I'm not going to do. So I would much rather just recycle something. Yes. Thank you, Soylent. Go to Soylent.com slash tights and use code tights to get 20% off your first order. That is Soylent, S-O-Y-L-E-N-T dot com forward slash tights and use code tights to get 20% off your first order. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. All right, let's talk about SummerSlam, and let's skip ahead to the most controversial moment of this cock original event. Bianca Belair coming out to the ring to face Sasha Banks. It is announced Sasha Banks will not be there, is unable to compete. So out comes Carmella. Carmella's going to wrestle her, and Bianca Belair gets on the mic. It's like, okay, I'm going to take it out on you. And then out comes Becky Lynch... To throw Carmella out. This is similar to the contracts. So contracts in, in, on Raw are the same as title matches in SmackDown. Whoever makes it to the ring when the bell rings gets to wrestle. <laughs> out comes Becky Lynch, pulls a Brock Lesnar, takes the title, and is your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Becky Lynch is taking care of business with a manhandle slam! Essentially erasing the last, what, four months of Mm. WWE title programming. I mean, it really, it made me think about Kofi losing, except Mm -hmm. we knew that match was going to happen, right? Brock didn't just come out and cash in Money in the Bank. He did that same night when he won Money in the Bank. This was him coming, facing Brock, like, they knew it was happening, and, and then... It was, that was a disappointing outcome. This felt like... I'll let both of you talk about it. Oh, man. The excitement of the idea of a Becky Lynch-Bianca Belair match. I lost my shit, like, just being excited that I was going to see that match. And then it wasn't a match. And so I, I'm incredibly... They have done such a good job of making Bianca feel like someone who was important, who was the future of the division. And to see all of that get wiped clean in, like, a second... I would have much rather you have Becky come out, have Bianca stomp a mud hole into Carmella. You have Becky come out like, hey, I'm back and like I'm coming for what's mine. And then now that's a program. That's exciting to me. I want to see Becky and Bianca Belair. I want all three Bs. I want my three Bs. I want them all in the ring. The way that they did it to me, it took the sh- it, it, it's a bummer because not only did it take the shine off of Bianca, now the excitement of Becky coming back is always going to have an asterisk with it. And that's also a bummer for me because every time I think of it, I'm like, yes, I'm happy that Becky is back. We knew that it was going to be eventually because they've been teasing the idea for coming back. But to have her come back and then, yeah, like you said, essentially erase all of the good work they've done and building up a new superstar, it, it was a bummer. It was a huge disappointment. 
now it's like, cause I want to see them actually wrestle. I want that program. Doesn't that sound amazing? Don't you want to see the two of them actually have a real match? And I think we will. Like I, I yeah. it's so unbelievable to me that they managed to sour a Becky Lynch return. Like how did you fucking do, how did you manage this? You dumb shits. Uh, there were so many ways to do this and still even have the same outcome, but have it be okay. Like if Vince was desperate to get the shiny spotlight back on his own toys, I get it. I might not agree with it, but again, like I always try and look objectively when trying to work out how people made these decisions. And like if Vince was like, I need people to care about this. Yeah, why not either have uh, Bianca fight Carmella and then have Becky come out or do what they did have Becky come out and say I've come to Smackdown because I want to fight the best you're the best let's do this Becky could still have beaten her in a real match right and Bianca not have lost a step because then you just have Bianca come out and be like I wasn't prepared for Becky Lynch I was prepared for Sasha and then you tried to trick me by bringing out Carmella and then you bring out Becky Lynch and now I want my real match with Becky because she was ready and I wasn't ready, you know? And, and that doesn't make her look weak, I think. That just is like, I was shocked too. Like, there were ways to do it, man. There were so many ways to do it. And I think it can still be salvaged. The only thing that makes me not hate it completely was the interaction between Becky and Bianca at the very, very end when Bianca was walking back down the ramp and she was smiling and shaking her head and saying like, oh, okay, it's on. This is what you want. It's on. And Becky looked over her shoulder and like was like, oh, thank you. This is mine now, but but well done. Like, And I was like, oh, this feud between them is going to be fucking amazing. Oh, and Bianca in that gear. Yes. Like, oh. It just, honestly, that one moment between them made me so excited for the chemistry they are going to have and the respect they are going to show. I think they're going to really show each other respect. I think Becky's going to be like, you know, well done, kid. You did a good job while I was away. And Bianca's going to be like, let me show you what a fucking good job I did. And I do think we're going to get some really great matches. And I do think they're going to be great together. It was just handled so poorly. But then, like, you look at, they lost Sasha. I'm not going to speculate because it will make me sad if any of the speculation is correct. So that sucks that they lost her last minute. And it must have been last minute because there are fucking t-shirts on the shop for that match, man. Like, they made Sasha Bianca t-shirts. They did not know they were losing Sasha. Mm -hmm. Still Uh, get the money. (laughs) Right? Um, And, you know, they've lost Bailey. What do you do? You bring back your shiny, shiny toy but the way it was handled, there were so many better ways to do it that if you had to put the belt on her that day, there was a better way to do it. But I do think there is a chance to salvage it only because I trust these two women to do it right. Fingers fucking crossed. Like, uh... I have to believe, Al. (laughs) I've just spent 20 minutes telling you why the other show makes me die inside. Please let me believe that these two fucking stunning professionals can pull something out the bag with this that is amazing if it winds up being a full thing where now like bianca goes to the back of the line i am going to be fucking livid yeah and i don't think they can if only because the women's division on smackdown is a little light at the moment. if if they are without bailey if they are without sasha uh yes they brought in zelina but they're not really using her in a contender position at the moment i feel like i really feel like they have to do this and Bianca's been super over and they have been, this is another thing, they have been giving her opportunities. She's getting commercials. She got her documentary. Like mm-hmm. she's visible. They had her at the festival. They had her on that episode of SmackDown. Like they're definitely pushing her. It's not as though she isn't on TV every week and she isn't getting opportunities. So I do think there is a level of faith and belief in her. So there is no reason that they should do that. If they have two very over people, you put them both out front, right? Like that's... Mm-hmm you do that let's really hope hope yeah i hope that by the time this episode comes out i haven't been made to look a fool vince do not make me look a fool and you're right they did they put her rolling out they've like definitely been making her not just the face of the women's brand but they were making her a face of wwe for public consumption if you've got a bianca belair someone with her passion and her talent and as well-rounded as she is and i mean let's face it not hard to look at either you put her everywhere you can, like yep. as much as you can. 
So they have been doing that. I'm going to be over here with you in Hope Corner. This is Hope yeah. Corner. <laughs> right? I'm so excited to see a mother back. You know, like I want to see that too. It's like, don't yes, do this yes. for me. I got to see a lady who went away and had a baby and comes back and gets a storyline and a title and not just I'm pretty sure Vince doesn't know Oscar has a kid. I feel like she did. Ah. Um, and you know, Tamina's kids are grown. So I, I, I want that. Like Brie came back after having a kid and it, it was not great. And I don't blame her. Her body got destroyed by having that baby. And maybe her technical skills, you know, let's be honest, her technical skills were never where Becky's were. That's what I was um, about to say. Right? There it is. And that's fair and it's not an insult. It's very few people's technical skills and abilities are where Becky's were. So fucking hell. But I'm fucking thrilled to see someone who had a baby and came back. I want this to go well and not at the expense of Bianca because she is a talent to last. She is not someone who's going to disappear. They have got, she is, she is, forgive the pun, money in the bank for the next 10 years if they use yep. it right. So let's just not fuck this up, fellas. Like, let's, honestly, it's like, I just, this is a prayer going up. Let's not fuck this up, please any more than you already have regardless of where it goes i'm happy to to sit in the caboose of the hope train but like you know like holding onto the rail with one leg off like ready to jump <laughs> and then be free and get my little hand cart back to but then bianca will hook you she'll hook you with her ponytail and pull you back on because she's that good yeah i believe in her she'll grab you by your hobo bundle and then there you go <laughs> <laughs> ponytail is getting real long it's if it's only. nearly touching the floor She's going to trip over it at some point. I, I do need us to trim that up. We all agree that it was a poor booking decision how things went down. What do you think of the booking decision of making Charlotte a 12-time champion? Oh, I, just, I, I, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I, get her some face powder and she needs some SP, higher SPF. I mean, this I, I'm so overseeing her on my screen doing the same shtick at this point. Let her leave if she wants to leave. We don't even know if she does want to leave. It's all speculation. Um, it's to the point where now all I can do is critique her hair and makeup because like, I just don't care about anything coming out of her mouth anymore. And it's not her fault, I don't think. I'm just over it. She's done everything. Like there's nothing. When you build someone to the place that they've built her, it's like, where do you go? So she's starting to have the... I mean, obviously, like, they're different characters. They're, like, completely different the way that they do it. But it's the Cena problem of, like, okay, now what do you do? I can't keep watching the same person do the same thing over yeah. and over and over again. And it hasn't changed. And I don't care how many of those fucking velociraptor peacock dresses that you, you know, coats that you wear. Like, it's not different enough for me because as we've said, I don't know if they're in a, like maybe there was a time when they would have been in a rush to get her to beat her daddy's record and how many times she's held the belts. But right now, maybe that's not something that they're super, that they're going to be really into pushing right now. And honestly, I've never thought that it was, I think it's impressive if over a long career you've lost and won the belt that many times. But to me, if you've been doing this for 10 years, and you've lost and won the belt like this many times. It just tells me that you've also lost this many times. You know, there's a reason why your Gaga's, your Madonna's, all of these people like change every time something happens. Mm -hmm. There's one great thing about when, oh, fingers crossed, God willing and the crick don't rise. If Sasha comes back and everything is fine, we know that when she does, she will reinvent herself with either new gear or new hair or new something, because she does that every time she leaves and comes back, she comes back yeah. different. And yeah. Charlotte, it's always the same, the same, the same, the same, the same. And it's getting boring. Yeah. Where's Charlotte's Bailey moment? Where is Charlotte chopping down the the waving guys? Where is, where is that? We need it. Like, and it can't just be that sometimes she's a half-hearted face that no one really buys into. Uh, we got to have something. And I don't know if it's aesthetics. I don't know if it is full character pivot in, in some way. I don't know if she, she if she has that. I don't know if she has another. But then I also wouldn't have known Bailey could do this. So, right. right? I just, I I need something. I can't keep watching the same thing where they just have a run over every other woman in the division forever because they don't know what else to do. Yeah. 
Bring EO know. up and let EO kick her face off. Like, just, you know, I, I'm in for that. You know, oh. a, a, an actual someone and not someone she's wrestled a million fucking times, but have an actual contender come up and someone who could be like, that actually seems like she would be a contender. That's yeah. something at least. And I guess we're getting Alexa, right? And I don't, I love Alexa. She managed to pull off the SummerSlam match against the odds mm. uh, because she's so great and people love her. Mm. I don't know if you can pull Spooky Alexa with Charlotte. No, I don't know way. if Charlotte can play against Spooky Alexa. She's just going to rip up that doll and then you've undone like two years of character building. Like She's just going to be like, it's a fucking dolly. You're exactly right. There is no fucking way on this planet that Charlotte is going to play doll games. Like it's not going to happen. There's no, no. way. No. It's going to be that thing of, again, that thing of where John Cena does, where someone has built up this spooky, scary thing or this whatever thing. And of course, obviously, like he hasn't done it with everyone. Like it, they, he showed a lot of deference and respect to Bray's gimmick. He's done it before. He's done it with Taker and all and people. But there's also been times when he's been presented with like a ridiculous gimmick and just been like, this is ridiculous. You are ridiculous. And I see that being, I don't see Charlotte in the ring like seeing a doll wink and being terrified. I just don't. <laughs> no, I do want to see, see it, it though. I want to see it, but it's not going to happen. No. And Alexa Charlotte is a difficult match to pull off anyway. Their styles are so different. And this, this train does not have a hope caboose. So don't worry about trying to find it. I'll just go directly to the dining car and we'll meet you there. Choo -choo. Sounds good. I'm starving. All right. Two more things I want to talk about from SummerSlam specifically. One of them is what may have been the match of the night, which is Edge versus Seth Rollins, and Edge coming out to his brood entrance, complete with rising through the stage in a ring of circle, which we all agreed in our private text thread got all of us pregnant. At once. Hamana, 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 auga, auga. My God. Oh, Beth Phoenix, you lucky lady. Imagine, oh. like, seeing that in 1999 and then being married to it in 2021. I mean, the long game, Beth. The long game. I how applaud you. Oh, man. How it started, how it's going. Yeah, you just hear that. Yeah. And then he comes out in the ring of fire, and it's just so... Oh, I was instantly transported back to baby Danielle in, in, in 99, mm -hmm. uh, discovering a lot of things about herself. Yeah, there we go. Oh. Just uh, while we're on the topic, and I just very briefly, but credit to Kenny Omega for his You Think You Know Me, You Think Me New yes! in Christian's face on uh, Dynamite. That was very funny. That was you pretty wouldn't have great. seen that, Hal, but that was a pretty great moment. I'm not sure what's weirder, the fact that you manipulated a 10-year-old Kenny Omega or that the adult Kenny Omega is still letting it happen. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, you think you know me? Huh? You think you know me, punk? <laughs> and Christian just rolling his eyes while no selling the whole thing and everyone in the crowd was going like he said you think me don't you know me that's he said the thing, thing. <laughs> yeah. like the rest of us he watches WWE <laughs> <laughs> truly and he's Canadian so he's obliged to be involved with he those must two love Edge he and must Christian love he must yeah. match was great though it was a great match <laughs> it was a great match man Seth Rollins come on guy's oh, doing great work He's Can't really doing not great win. work. Mm -mm. He's doing fantastic work. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys. Like you, you, you can run hot and cold on him, but man, does he deliver at least between the ropes every single time? Just yeah. it's yep. a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have him. Like what a and what a great match for Edge to have. And neither of them needs to be in the world title scene just yet. Which on SmackDown is probably a good thing because. Roman Reigns, after defeating John Cena in another really fun storytelling match, I'm going to put over part of it later. I feel like the biggest part of that match after Roman winning was what happened afterwards. I assume we yeah. all agree, which is mm -hmm. ponytail Brock Lesnar. Boot cut Gene ponytail Brock Lesnar. Low riding boot cuts. And boot cut Gene ponytail goatee Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Happy smiley Brock. I mean, it's a whole new Brock. Charlotte should take notes. Not literally from the ensemble. I don't need to see her in a low ride boot cut. Like I don't. She doesn't need to be the one that brings two thousand and two. Please back. don't bring it back. It's so bad. Normani's oh, trying, so and Normani, please not stop. Doing it. Yeah, <laughs> not doing it. Um, wow, wow. He looked so pleased to be back. 
I mean, have I ever been more excited to see Paul Heyman's face? Have I ever been like, put the camera on Paul, put the camera on Paul. Oh my God, what a moment. Oh, you know, it's, look, for some of us, I feel like uh, the lockdown and quarantine was really hard. There's nothing I feel like Brock Lesnar loves more than an excuse to not be around people. So yeah. he came back he looked looking, so happy. He right? looked yeah. so refreshed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's like been a couple Sable, of- been watching some movies, like hanging out we with made the some cows. banana bread. Yeah. yeah, we had a great time. Now I'm ready to come back and murder Roman Reigns. The literal coming back <laughs> down from the mountain. Oh. If, oh, I I hope they filmed it. I hope they did like a drive along, but it's just him in the car on his own giggling. I hope that's the whole thing for like seven hours or whatever, however long uh, it took. Do you realize how many episodes of Joe Rogan he got through on his way? <laughs> yeah. so He's all caught up. He's all caught up. Um, yeah, I, it, this feels like it feels like they're building Roman up to lose to someone. It doesn't feel like they built him up to lose to Brock. Doesn't mean they won't give it. Give the 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 title to Brock. They, uh, you know, Vince has a hard time keeping his erection down when it comes to putting belts on Brock. And the current deal, if it is to be believed, is like maybe eight matches. I think eight matches mm-hmm. total. I don't think it's eight matches a year. I think it's eight matches total. Interesting. Which... But that's about as long as I usually want to see Brock Lesnar on my screen because he starts to get <laughs> he starts to get uninterested after those. Yeah. So yeah, Brock only works when Brock is engaged. Yeah. I wonder where they're going with this because it would wouldn't quite make sense for Brock to come back and lose. But also, is he the guy that's going to take Roman's title away? Is he going to babyface Roman? Are they still building towards a match with The Rock at WrestleMania? In which case, it does not make sense for him to lose. I don't know I mean, what is this a case of are we working through final bosses? You know, he's yes. taken on Cena at SummerSlam, he takes on Brock at Survivor Series. I don't know who he takes on at the Rumble or if The Rock enters the Rumble. Does The Rock enter the fucking Rumble and win and then take him on at Mania? The Rumble is the, actually and he's the final boss. You know? It's actually Frazier. They just bring him in as the Rumble. <laughs> He's from money plane Darius, Darius the rumble grouch, grouch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we all remember his name I mean Kelsey Grammer's finest and most iconic role I think oh, yeah, for sure. who? <laughs> all rumble all day baby yeah no um, I was wondering that too because Roman has been built up as such a monster that this is maybe that's the problem with Charlotte is that that would be the next level would be for her to start fighting like these legends and the next level boss. And they, mm-hmm. they're, they just haven't been doing this good of women's work for mm-hmm. long enough for there to mm-hmm. be someone. So yeah, just something I'm thinking about connecting those two tissues, but yeah, yeah like that's, I, I agree that I think it is going to be that he's starting to get to final boss level. I, I don't want to watch like the usual Brock come in and just suplex to death. And I think that I feel like Roman has earned an actual match. Yeah, agreed. And I think the Heyman of it all mm-hmm. makes it so interesting mm-hmm. because that just brings in so many variables. You know, you've got Paul getting involved. You've got Heyman getting involved in the match. You can bring in shenanigans. Roman doesn't have to win clean. No. You know, there's mm-hmm. no need for that. Uh, the Usos can be involved. Heyman can be involved. The John Cena match I thought was fantastic. Like yep. I genuinely did not know who was going to win. There were so many close finishes. Like I was out of my seat a bunch of times. I just thought it was so well done that when he did just pin him, I was like, "What the fuck?" And then, I mean, well played, everyone, for keeping that under your hats. We were very distracted by the other. <laughs> returns this week yes you sneaky sneaky bastards the fact that the cena match was so good makes me even more excited for this and where it goes i am still so i really need to know what his insurance looks like when he gets covered for movies (laughs) because that man was going he was going and there were a couple of times he pulled him up for an aa and i was like oh that leg looks a bit dodgy like it like he was obviously not as big as he used to be yeah, he's movie uh, star big, not wrestler Yeah, because you can't be wrestler big on a movie or you just look insane against the normal-sized people. And there were a couple of moments where I'm like, oh, oh, that looks a bit wonky, not loving that. Um, so, yeah, curious as to how HBO felt watching that, literally biting their nails, drinking a big gulp, going like, oh, no, no, he's got it, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Well, yeah. he's got, but, Peacemaker's woof. finished, so... 
at least I don't have to worry well, about that. They're hoping for anymore. season two, surely. You know, I would. <laughs> like, yeah, I am. I haven't even seen season one, and I'm hoping for a season two. Well, and you know that he's got to be filming something up. He's got to have one of those like he never Jackie stops. Chan, Lindsay Lohan insurance things where it's like, look. You can insure him, you know, it's like, what was that? The model whose legs were insured for a million dollars. It's like, you can insure him, but it's going to cost you. Yeah. 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 He's got to have it in his, I want to read his contract. I still believe that he would like pay part of the insurance if that's what it took. Cause I think he probably does. Yeah. That man is committed and he would 100% put his money where his mouth is. Yeah. Or where his. Yeah, I I, I fully believe that in his contract, it stipulates both. I get to wrestle a few times a year and also we're going to make some time for Make-A-Wish once a week. Yeah. Speaking of returns, not only did Cena return, but Samoa Joe made his return to the ring the following night on NXT TakeOver 36, becoming the first ever three-time NXT champion Mm. by defeating Karrion Kross, who was so shamed. That he would not show his face on the way to the ring the next night. <laughs> it was there to catch his tears, Hal. It, the mask was there to catch his tears because he lost to Samoa Joseph. And uh, thank fuck. Oh, I don't think I've ever been that happy. I think the only people happier than me were the people in the crowd that were booing him out the building. <laughs> they were literally, they were, they were like the hey, hey, goodbyeing him on yeah. the way out. Yeah. Ooh, no thank you, hurt. Kevin. There was no thank you, Carrion chant. It was yeah. get the fuck Ooh. out, Carrion. <laughs> I have never seen that from an NXT crowd before, ever. I, I don't know. even think they did that to Baron Corbin when he left. That was so mean. Because he's not no. an NXT guy. He was never an NXT yeah. guy. He never fit. It was forced upon us. I mean, well done, Karrion Cross. You finally got <laughs> me to feel bad for you. You finally earned my fucking sympathy. Uh, I felt really bad for him at that ending because I'm like, it's not his fucking fault. He actually did everything they've ever asked yep. him to do. Uh, you know, he came out with his silly entrance. He had his missus. <laughs> he had his missus taken away. He beat the shit out of people. He stood around looking menacing. Yep. But his skin is so smooth. It's hard to believe that. Uh, and huh? he did everything he was asked to do. It just, it was the wrong thing at the wrong time. Uh, yeah, he even started talking. Look at yeah. him. And it wasn't bad. Like I don't think I, I don't think he ever no. did anything badly. It just it was just never fit. And um let us all let us all bow our heads and pray that it never it never returns. Like let him be on the main roster. I hated Baron Corbin on NXT. It took them five years to find something for Baron Corbin for me to love. I hated Elias on NXT. And then he was so good on the main roster. Like, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of people. Yep. Do we all remember how I felt about Damian Priest in NXT? Yeah, <laughs> like, get this true. sneezy motherfucker away from me in a hot tub with his pimpy ladies. And now I love main roster NXT. So it's possible. It is entirely possible to take a character that did not work in NXT and make it work on the main roster. Yeah. Uh, they haven't done it yet, but let's see. The catcher's mask is doing nothing for me. That's not it. That's not yeah. it. No. And look, no. if you're if you're wearing that mask, you're not catching baseballs, but you are catching balls. You know? <laughs> oh, I look at you popping yourself. Look at how popping yeah, himself. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good. Take, <laughs> so take a, dumb. Take a victory lap, pal. That's so dumb. No, I, I'm hanging my head in shame like that. Peanut. It made me think of that peanut strong of carrying cross. It's still did. my favorite yeah. thing. We didn't do it. That uh, that yeah, what member of the nation of conversation did. This is one of my favorite things also putting him in the mask outside of halloween city or yes. whatever yes thank you uh so adam good. and matt for uh, thank you both for of you cross photoshops oh man thank goodness we i was it. a red light in traffic and it just it all came together it all yeah. came together go check Truly. out our instagram for these delights people uh that wasn't all that happened at takeover kyle o'reilly beat adam cole to mm-hmm. end an era officially Adam Cole, if he is on the way out the door, does the favor to Kyle O'Reilly, who can now, who knows, he's going to be in the main event scene, I'm sure. I mean, I'm I don't down know for what's him next. to call Samoa Joe, Samoa Joseph all day long. So I yes. was like, what is he going to do now? I'm like, wait, that's what he's going to do. So <laughs> just do it more. <laughs> uh, we also had Raquel Gonzalez beat Dakota Kai and will next face Kaylee Ray 
Also really very match. good. Oh, so very good. good and a good, like, that was, like, the signature match of her of of her yeah. championship reign so far. Absolutely. Not, not the only one, but, like, a first one. This is a good goalpost yeah. move on from. Mm-hmm. But the match of the night, possibly match of the year, we'll see how the rest rest of the year shakes out, is Ilya Dragunov ending Walter's 800-plus day run as the NXT UK champion in like a wrestling match. Mm. Yeah. It was a wrestling match. I will say if you want some wrestling, you look to the UK. Like you were going to get a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nuts. I believe they are both still currently applying lotion to their chests. Uh because holy <sighs> shit. Ooh, it wow. hurt. It was one of those matches that hurt to watch. Every, you felt every moment of that match. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. They did not stop they they did not stop i i love the little detail of dragging off being given the title by the ref and being so like in a fugue state that she has to explain to him that walter tapped and his chest is so rashed up from being slapped around that it looks like in return of the jedi when han solo's coming out of carbonite and they like slowly the carbonite is sort of peeling away it looked like he harrison ford was about to fall out of his body (laughs) <laughs> it was oh. unreal like yeah but so just good. oh my god like it's it's so good wrestling is so good that's it, it doesn't have to you don't need tables or tons of flips like it just two people who are really good at what they do doing it well and telling a story intensely it's just there's just nothing better. And I love all that other stuff, but I like when we get like just a wrestling match in the middle of a wrestling show. Like yeah. I, I wish every that's one of the special things and I have my problems with PWG, but that's one of the special things about PWG is they always make sure to do one wrestling match. And it's nice and it's lovely and it's a good change of pace and it makes you really appreciate what those look like. Yeah, And just such a testament for me to how successful pure good wrestling can be mm-hmm. not many people know that much not many not much of the regular wrestling audience probably knows that much about Ilya. like we maybe have seen him a little bit here or there i think they did a good job of showcasing him in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. but out of the matches when you think about what else was on this card samoa joe massive emotional response from the crowd mm-hmm. uh, adam cole kyle o'reilly massive emotional response from the crowd and then you throw in these two guys that aren't here every week who we don't know so well and they managed to pull off match of the night. Like this is, I, I don't want to talk about the other place and I don't want to compare and contrast, but a lot of the time I watch other shows and I think, oh, maybe the reason it doesn't connect with me is because I've been engaged with those other wrestlers for so much longer on WWE that I care so much going in. Yeah. I don't need the build so much. This just blows all of that out of the water. Cause it's like, no, when wrestling is really fucking good, it does not matter. I would love to see the, the Google search terms on Ilya Dragunov from mm. that night. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. how many people I would, uh, I would love to see the Peacock numbers, see who went back and saw some NXT UK matches. I uh, would love to see all the misspellings so of Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> 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 truly, truly. But fuck me. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, nearly as good as LA Knight Cameron Grimes. Am I right? <laughs> Guess what? I was also, waiting for you to put. I was waiting for for Hal to say that was his match of the night. I I'm know, not gonna lie. Was gonna no. say, I mean, it's only for Cameron's outfit. Listen, it's only for Cameron's outfit, you guys. It was highly enjoyable at a really fun blow off to the feud, and it was nice to see Uncle Ted get in there with a little Irish whip. Love and to it, see Uncle Ted working. It was the good ending and a good follow-up with retiring that title because there's really nowhere else for it to go. It yes, was a nice so prop for the story. So clever. Get rid of it. And, and you know, now they can go off and do their own things. L.A. Knight seems like he's going to be the first challenger to promote. Like, he's a good, he's a main event level talent. Why not? Yeah. Why not throw yeah. him in there? Even if, even if you know younger, he's going like, to lose. Use him while you have him. Exactly. Get so, him on that microphone against someone else who knows how to cut a promo and, ooh, buddy. Exactly. You're printing it's, money. I, that's going to be a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed that match. There's just not like nothing on that card could touch Dragon off Walter. Like it's just impossible to. Yeah. I felt bad for Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. I really did. Yeah. Which also was very good. Like it's not, that's not saying anything bad about any other match. It's just sometimes you have something that, you know, hits, hits different and that hits different. Yeah. 
you're not allowed to say that anymore. It's banned. Like we're not Sorry. saying that anymore. <laughs> if anything hit you different about SummerSlam weekend or the programming that followed, go to our social media accounts via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from the world of wrestling that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. Mr. Robot Man, what are you doing? I'm just taking one last look at my co-workers. Every journey comes to an end. Remember, Black, the space will be with you always. Sorry, who are you again? Master Kieran. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Just calling in. <laughs> Friendships will be tested. Doll, you have to do it. You have to shoot Black. Okay. You shot him so fast. Destinies will be fulfilled. I've become a complete bird. I'm flying. I'm flying. Guys, we don't have a choice. We have to put on a show. We can do it in the old barn. We've got the costumes. We've got a stage. We can do it, you guys. Mission to Zix. The final season on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lovelin, and I'm joined today by... Daniel Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Danielle, what would you like to put over? Going back to what I was ranting about earlier when I was talking about Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch, I was not the only one who had this opinion. This opinion was shared by one of my favorites having a very good time in Las Vegas was a certain Nikki Bella. And Nikki Bella uh, really doesn't work for the WWE anymore because Nikki Bella gave a tiny little little baby shoot interview and it was amazing and I love it. And here's a clip. You have someone like Bianca who's such an incredible talent and you can't help but get frustrated when you see moments like that of like, a championship that meant so much and was lost within seconds. Um, so I have to admit, for this SummerSlam, there truly wasn't anything that was my favorite. Now, I don't agree with a lot of that because I had a lot of favorite moments. I think I do know him. I had a lot of moments <laughs> that I really enjoyed from that, even though that was a sour note. But who, oh boy, do I love uh, shoot partying in Vegas, Nikki Bella. It bring back Total Divas. I need to see my party Bellas and I need to see them real, real bad. Uh, I didn't realize how much I missed it. As Carly Rae Jepsen says, before you came into my life, I missed you so bad. I missed you so bad. I missed you so bad. I did really miss my Nikki Bella and I didn't realize it until then. So uh, congratulations. Thank you for saying the thing that needed to be said, because apparently you don't care about that WWE money anymore. And so <laughs> good for you. Get it, girl. Nikki mode. <laughs> Nick, 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 that's me. That was always the worst part of the song is where she's like, free mode, that's me. Yeah, we get it. Your name's in the song. <laughs> Can't wait for Daniel Bryan to come out to that AEW. It's going to be amazing. God, be amazing. Please, please give me this. Just give me, give me Brie as a heater on that show. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. Uh, I want uh, uh, Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just want to talk about that now forever. Welcome to the Tights and Bites group chat and the thoughts that go through <laughs> our Our group chat's pretty dope. It's fucking wild. Yeah. Um, I am putting over uh, SummerSlam 1991, which was 30 fucking years ago. Love it. Hi, we're old. Um, I'm putting it over largely because Bret Hart posted about it and his match with Mr. Perfect and how much he loved Mr. Perfect and how much he misses him every day and it made me kind of sad. Um, but it was also the event that got me into wrestling. We would rent it on VHS from Clearview Video in Haworth and uh, several months after the event because England didn't have stuff we didn't have cable i don't know um <laughs> but i fucking loved it it's the thing that got me into wrestling i watched it yesterday um which was the anniversary on thursday which was the anniversary and it really holds up as a really solid fun 
uh, event and you can ignore the yellow racist at the end if, if you care to. You could just not watch that whole last match and you've still had a grand old time. Uh, there's also uh, the million dollar belt match between Teddy Biasi and Virgil, which was a nice tie-in to this week's activity. So mm. definitely recommend if you have the time, just pop it on. Just pop it on if you can while you're doing stuff. That's what I did. And I had such a nice time. I just left it on and let it roll through to SummerSlam 92, which is also just fucking great. Just a great, great way to spend a couple of hours while I was doing other things to look mm. up and be like, oh, that was a good day. 92 was, was Wembley Stadium, right? Yeah, Wasn't it was that Wembley. Heart, Heart Bulldog main event yeah, over the, so for good. the IC title. Two, two great IC title matches. Oh, man. Mr. Perfect to Bret Hart. Come on. I'll put that over forever. Right into my veins. There's no bad there. Mm-mm. And like I had a great time watching uh, wrestling weddings. I mean, SummerSlam's always great to me, but like there was a yeah. lot in watching those two in particular, 9192, that pull into a lot of what's happening now, which is so interesting with the Ted DiBiase of it and the Macho Man Miss Elizabeth wedding of it. Obviously, we have the Index mm. wedding coming up, which I know we're all excited oh about. Oh my gosh. This year's yeah, wedding. Two weeks from Tuesday, September oh 14th, God. save the date. <laughs> I mean, I think we might need to do a watch party. It's basically a royal wedding. So yeah. we might all need to agree and watch it together. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it was a really fun pay-per-view to watch back and say, hey, look how things come around and why wrestling is great. Oh, I love your stand for Bret. Like I, everybody here knows, I think that <laughs> Bret Hart is the most boring man on the planet. I <laughs> love that's my much- type, Danielle. I know. Uh, I, shut I, up. I love how much like your Bret Hart standum makes my heart grow three sizes. Don't make me go and get my glasses. Don't make me get my legit original Bret Hart. Oh, you're looking at them. Packaging glasses. I'm looking Don't at them because they're in the corner of the room. On. I know exactly where they are. Will you put them on. Been, they've never been taken out of the packaging. So oh, we just hold up the package. Yeah, just hold the package up I over your say. face. I will. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right now. I'm so excited. I know this, this is, is so exciting for listeners. This um, is the I content we're here for. This is the content we're here for. Oh, you can hold it up to your face like you're wearing it. Yeah. Julian's gonna take a screenshot. Wait, ready? Lindsay, let's let's reenact it. Ready? I love it so much. Act like you're walking. Do the do his like weird walk. Lindsay! And then, go, then we push in on you real fast and you turn around and then you come walk back over to me and give me the glasses. If only we could pass them through. Yeah. I There's love the, it. The piece of paper. I can't even unfold the piece of paper properly because I can't. Oh, like it's inside. Oh, it's look at that. Glasses. That's wow. so amazing. They were a gift. They were a birthday this. present from my brother. They're lovely. He does oh, good gifts. Yeah. Bobby so good. does good gifts. Bobby does good gifts. That's a good gift. I love them. I think we've established over the course of the many years that that this podcast has existed and I've talked into it that I love the little moments in matches. I love particularly when we get to hear what people are saying within the ring. Mm. And we got a great example of that in the Cena Reigns match when, when Reigns had Cena beat down and started addressing Hollywood directly into the camera. And it went a little something like this. Don't have that, Lufus Brock Lesnar. It's not interesting. I'm sorry. It's just not interesting. True story. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin, who you can see both in the Tights and Fights and we got this live stream shows during London Podcast Festival. The twelfth Sunday, the twelfth is Tights and Fights. Saturday, the eleventh is We Got This. Both. At 12:30 p.m. Pacific time, 8:30 p.m. London time. What is the time? What is the time zone? Is it Greenwich? That's not Greenwich. It's British summertime right now. British summertime. BST. See, you don't even have to be in London. You can be in any time and watch us do this. That's right. And we we picked a time that's prime for everybody. So check both of those out. You can find them on our social media and all over the place. Danielle, what's going on? What's the haps? Um, still the normal, uh, you know, follow me on Danielle Radford. That's where I post all of the things that I'm working on. Um, Danielle Radford on Twitter, Danielle underscore Radford on Instagram. I'm trying to dip my toes back into Facebook, but it's so bleak. 
<laughs> it's so it. bleak. I know. I'm trying. But yeah, so those are the major places you can find me. I think that my comic is sold out. So just keep watching those honest trailers because those keep my lights on. And I swear I'm going to try to post more stuff on Instagram. I'm so bad at it. Lindsay, are you going to post more stuff on Instagram? I'm always posting shit on Instagram. Can't keep away from fucking Instagram. (laughs) Please come see me on Instagram. Um, Yeah, same stuff as usual. Books, I got books. You want them, I got them. I'm happy to recommend other books. Come talk to me about books. Books are great. I'm currently, by the time this episode goes out, there will be an auction. You can find it on any of my social media. We are auctioning off a bunch of stuff, books, opportunities to name characters, critiques and stuff to raise money for Haiti. So it's Romance for Haiti. You can follow that hashtag or you can come find it on my social media. And I'm auctioning an early copy of On a Night Like This, which isn't out in the US until January 2022. So... You could get hold of a copy very early uh, by jumping in and raise some money for a great cause. Fantastic. So dope. Love it. Our producer, Julian Burrell, has resisted buying any ring-sleeved wrestling shirts. Good job, Julian. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. We'll be back next week for even more. You guessed it, wrestling. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.